patriotic episode of the AmeriPodcast. America. America. Today is Thursday. Fuck yeah. November 11th, 2021. And it is Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to all of you veterans out there listening. 11 mm. 11 is also, you know, good, uh, good soup. That's uh, the 11 11 thing is supposed to mean if you see 11 11 a lot of time, that means something in your life profound is going to change. So hey, maybe here's to the end of war. I don't know. Ah, interesting. Guess, guess I didn't know about that one. That like one mm. of those like superstitious ones where you see it on a clock, you're supposed to make a wish. Mm-hmm. Kind of that thing. But it's more like if you see it a lot, like at a certain time period, there's like a whole, there's a bunch of internet stuff about it. Like people have, I know somebody who experienced this. It was like when he met cool. his wife and all this, that shit. And yeah. yeah. Ooh. Interesting. I mean, I've, I've heard of the 11, uh, 11 make a wish thing. Um, but that's especially interesting as we, you know, pull our troops out of the middle East right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So fascinating uh, parallel there. That's Mr. Tyler Grillo, our West Coast correspondent. Joining us for our special Veterans Day episode. How are you this evening, sir? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Getting getting over a little uh, cold here, so uh, excuse me, listeners, if I'm a little uh, stuffy. Uh, and then I'm getting a new cat in a couple hours. Um, her name is Cheesecake, and she will be an outdoor garden cat because she's feral. I'm very excited. Did you name her Cheesecake, or is that was that her name? No, she was already named Cheesecake, but we're going to keep that's it because we love that name. name. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a freaking awesome name for a cat. And I love the fact that it's just going to be like a, a like just a total vermin slayer yeah. out in your backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's going to be up. good for your garden. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. this is the only way that uh, I would be up for getting another cat. And Lauren, like, half was like, well, let's get this cat. See, she's failing. has to be outdoors. I was like, done. And Lauren's like, wait, what? And I was like, done. Get the cat. <laughs> and also with us this evening who coincidentally also has a cat with the name that starts with the c crossword True. mr john kelly and could also be feral even though i've got them indoors his entire life <laughs> that's very true <laughs> i might have more scratches on me than times i've seen crossword from crossword it's some unfortunate reality yeah <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> uh, good to be back. I feel like we haven't haven't it's seen like you guys month. in a while. Yeah. I, yeah. I know we haven't put anything out in a while, so it's good mm-hmm. good to be back with you, listeners. We are happy to be back here this evening to record a short and sweet little ode to our veterans on this special day, taking a moment to recognize their service to our country and acknowledge the hardships that come with war before and after so nice to have you guys on for sure yeah absolutely might and i kick us off and just since this is going to be a short one i'll just give us and our listeners a little background on the history of it um in case people are interested um veterans day itself uh developed out of armistice day which was the day of remembrance from the great war right world war one uh which ended in 1919 it uh didn't become an actual federal holiday until 1938, which is kind of interesting. That's when they made Armistice Day a nationwide, federally sponsored holiday. Um, I actually, before I looked into it today, I always kind of thought it was earlier than that. You know, I know that it was like generally Armistice Day was something that was, um, you know, uh, celebrated and people took time to remember the Great War and to reflect on war that day. 
but I did not know that it was in, not until the late 30s that it was actual uh, enacted at federal wide, which, I mean, kind of makes sense, right, with the uh, Great Depression happening and the advert of a lot more federal programs and the growth of kind of federal government in general that it would do that. But um, it wasn't actually until after World War II and in the 1950s that it was actually changed to Veterans Day. It's, it was still the same day as Armistice Day was, but in 1958, they decided to change it to just Veterans Day in general um, so that it would remember veterans from both the Great War and World War II. And of course, you know, up until today, any veteran that had served uh, in this country. So, you know, I just thought we'd give a little little shout out to the history of it because I think it's kind of fascinating. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Blake. It is really important to take the time today and really uh, think about the sacrifices that people have made for this country. And it doesn't have to be in an overtly patriotic, right? America is the greatest country of all time type of way, but it is important to reflect on the hardships of war, and I think more importantly, uh, what happens to people when they come back. Mm, yeah, yeah. Thanks for saying that part, Kelly. And these these holidays, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, are always tough for me because uh, pretty anti-war person. Uh, and you know, Armistice Day, as you're mentioning, it was also right. It was it was commemorating the end of the war. Right. It was that was that's my understanding is the end of World War One. Um, which is counter to some of the ways that people celebrate it this in our country now, which is very like rah rah war and we're the best and that sort of thing. Um, certainly not everyone does it. Everyone does that, um, but I think it's important to remember that it's uh, its origins and hopefully where we're going is to a world where there is not war anymore. And uh, at the same time, knowing that the people who have been there is uh, you know I mean. One would uh, one would argue that uh, World War Two uh, was kind of uh, it was already happening, and uh, without some of our people, including uh, my one of my grandfathers being there, uh, we could all be under a fascist regime. Although not for this pod, but we're worried about that. As you all know, listeners, we're worried about that uh, <laughs> happening. And, uh, but um, right. yeah, so you know, just uh, and as Kelly, you're saying, I really appreciate you saying. Um, you know, really think about what happens to soldiers and um, military personnel after they come back, you know, lots of PTSD and uh, difficulty reintegrating to society and domestic abuse comes from that because um, there really aren't good resources. There's a, there's an epidemic of, of veteran suicide in this country for people yeah. because they can't get the mental health resources they need. They can't get the community resources they need. And it's a shame that we see this happen. And homelessness, homelessness yeah. too within the veteran community is at an all-time high i believe it's yeah it's simply abhorrent the the lack of resources that uh, our government provides to veterans it's it's completely unacceptable um and you know uh don't don't want to make this into like a too uh political of a uh pod but you know there are certain individuals and i would mostly from a certain party who are very uh uh happy to send troops to war and then also very happy to cut funding for programs for veterans yeah. uh, at the same time. Barack Obama's got a nice little quote about that, and uh, I'll read it. He said, it's about how we treat our veterans every single day of the year. It's about making sure they have the care they need and the benefits that they've earned when they come home. It's about serving all of you as well as you served the United States of America. Kind of sums it up, you know, and unfortunately... I think we have a lot of work to do still in those departments, in those areas for our vets. 
Oh yeah, there's. I mean, but that's the thing. There's always room for improvement, right? Anywhere, and I think if you you look at a system where there's clear potholes and you and you don't want to fix it in a more positive way, it's just it's too bad that it gets politicized too often. It should really yeah, be a really slam is. dunk mm-hmm. on Capitol yeah. Hill, right? Because right. really, really inherently, inherently, both sides really do support. The money's it. there. Yeah, and there's money there to do it. It just, you know, unfortunately, it gets caught up in these gigantic, huge yearly budgetary debates you know every biannual budget debates about where veterans affairs money should be appropriate and how they should be increased compared to other spending aspects you know um and and i don't want to say this too much but it, it would be a lot easier to transfer funds there than it is to other social programs mm-hmm. sure. simply because yes. both sides really do support it um and you know it it, unfortunately what happens is mental health care and access to government sponsored stuff is usually the first to go when there is a pinch you know Uh, unfortunately for certain people they think that you know that type of access is uh not really a right and it's more of kind of like socialized medicine almost you know they think of you know, that type of access should be a personal choice and not something subsidized by the government. But when somebody gives their life and a lot of times their full mental health to this country, sacrificing a lot for it, then we shouldn't expend, shouldn't uh, stop any expense from being given to them. So, you know, historically, we've done pretty well as a country supporting our troops, you know, but um, we could always do better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, also, I think just, you know, supporting troops, just even if, you know, outside of the services personally, you know, veterans supporting veterans personally, you know, I know that there's a there's a lot of camaraderie that um, comes out of the military, you know, um, in trauma studies that I'm in. That's called trauma bonding um, when you go through traumatic experiences together. Um, and, uh, of course, those are close ties. And I but I think that it's also, you know, it's important to cultivate relationships for us, those of us who are not, who are not serving the military to also cultivate relationships with those folks. Um, uh, just so, you know, it's like, uh, there, there, there is something also beyond that, you know, for, for them personally, you know, cause I understand that it's like, if this is the place where you feel really connected to people, that's going to kind of become your life, you know, and as someone who's anti-war, it's like, I care about these people as individuals. And it's like, I want to know them also at another level. Um, and so, you know, just being able to cultivate those relationships, um, to, yeah, so there's, there, you know, there's depth of, of emotional and relational intimacy outside of, outside of, uh, where you're killing people. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for joining me for this quickie today. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think we should just throw one more quick plug in, uh, cause I know that John can't join us tonight, but he wanted to make sure that, you know, we stated it really pretty clearly. And I think that we all agree with him that, you know. This day is about promoting long-term peace more than it's about, you know, really take about it and think about the horrors of war and what it takes and what it does to a society and then use it to promulgate future peace rather than future bloodshed. And with that, I will read and end on this quote from former President Jimmy Carter. War may sometimes be a necessary evil, but no matter how necessary, it is always an evil, never a good. We will not learn how to live together in peace by killing each other's children. 
Godspeed. Godspeed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs>